Welcome back to The Wellness Breakdown with me, Eve Kalinick. And me, Rose Ferguson. This is our podcast where we examine and test out the latest health trends and find out if they actually work. We have so many people coming into our practice asking us about the next best thing, so we thought we'd try out some of these obsessions for ourselves and report back to you guys. In this series, we find out what supplements you actually need and why some don't work at all. And we're also going to be looking at fighting back the years with slightly painful techniques. And freezing our asses off. Literally. (laughs) Plus, we'll be introducing some special guests to the podcast and, of course, hearing from all of you guys. Please get in touch. Info at wellnessbreakdown.co.uk or direct message us on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Yes, we do indeed. Thank you. One of the questions we always get asked is what supplements do we really need? Yes, it's true. It can be such a minefield with supplements, many of which we don't actually need at all, or ones that simply don't work. And this is why we are delighted to have Lima sponsoring this series of the podcast. Lima is in a category of its own when it comes to supplements. Yes, indeed they are, Rose. Their patented, proven ingredients helps with mood, sleep, performance, mental focus and beauty. And it has 10 different ingredients, most of which you cannot get from food, which means Lima can be an add-on to a balanced diet. It's actually different to other supplements because they dose at the same levels as clinical trials and it's all absorbed by the body. The real difference is that they combine proven science and technology to help optimise the human body that sets them apart from most other supplements on the market. I'm so excited because we're joined by our very first guest of the series and he's a very good friend of mine, Fat Tony. Hi, Rose. Hi, Tony. DJ and author. <laughs> I know, author. It's really weird, isn't it? I changed it on my uh, Instagram the other day. Did you? Author. author. But you are. Yeah. And it's really exciting, his autobiography. I don't take requests, which I can assure you he doesn't because I've tried to ask for requests before. It <laughs> doesn't go well. Is coming out. But we're re- I'm really happy to have you on this podcast because this episode is called Getting Off the White Stuff. Yeah. And we're talking about sugar. Mmm, the demon sugar. Probably the hardest. Well, that's what I was saying to Eve. I was saying that, you know, this challenge for you is really challenging. I mean, for listeners out there, you're very open, you're a recovering addict. You've managed to get off many other things, but sugar is really difficult. Sugar is the one that I struggle with the most. I mean, I've overcome drug addiction, alcoholism, sex addiction you know when I say overcome it I keep it in the day but I mean I haven't had a drink or a drug for 15 and a half years amazing and the sex addiction probably coming up to two years now of of not having that rear its ugly head but when it comes to sugar I struggle big time I what happens is as you well know Rose I'll go fully keto for four or five months and then Suddenly something will happen, like I will find a cabbage cream egg mysteriously in, the, in my pocket of my, my trousers. <laughs> don't know how it got there. Or, you know, something like that. And then that's it. Sugar's been introduced and I'm off and running again. Well, yeah. So, well, first off, it's really lovely to meet you, Tony. And you, Rose. Rose has told me loads about you. And um, she reckons you're going to be somebody that's really up for a challenge. So... Uh, we haven't said what we're doing yet. Have you got any sort of inkling or any idea of what we might be doing? Well, I, I, I think it might be about giving up sugar, <laughs> Yeah, <right>? maybe. <laughs> or at least cutting down, no? 
<laughs> well, that would be better. Cutting down would be better. Well, exactly. Be less challenging. Yeah, you're right, Tony. But if cutting down sugar, as we know, it doesn't work for a lot of people. Well, no, cutting down anything doesn't work. The rules of this challenge, Tony, you have got two weeks. All refined sugar is gone. Okay. So no cakes, no biscuits, no fizzy drinks, uh-huh. no sneaky salad dressings. Be careful of ingredients that have lots of, that are sugar loaded, you know. You can have fresh fruit, but no dried fruit. What about pineapple and fruits that are really high sugar content, like watermelon? Is that no-no? No, you can have those. And funnily enough, watermelon's got a really low glycemic index, actually, even though it's Has very it? sweet. Yeah, watermelon's actually one of the, you know, pineapple is much higher in sugar, but watermelon is really very low. And also just remember that sugar, fruits have got so much fibre and other good things in them. Yeah. Can I ask a question? Yes. Can I have dates? No. But no dates. Dried fruit. Just because it's a very concentrated... I mean, look, I tell you what, in normal life, let's be frank, a date is better than eating a Mars bar. Yeah, So keep things in perspective. But for your challenge, we're going to get you to focus on protein, complex carbohydrate and vegetables. Yeah. And I'd like to keep up your veg and make sure you're eating... Because we're not looking for keto. I know you mentioned keto. No, yeah, no, no, no. I'm not doing keto for... You know, keto and me... I have a love affair with keto. Yeah. It's all or nothing with that one. Me too, my friend. I did, Rose set me that challenge a couple of weeks ago and I was like, I mean, I was just spooning out double cream and butter just out of the fridge. Yeah. So I know what you mean. Me and Eve both agree that keto as a way of eating, it's not sustainable. No, so that's not. what I'm saying. Make sure you get your veg in. Okay. So lots of vegetables, lots of, lots of fruit. And some complex, a small amount of complex carbs are okay. Berries. Berries, good. Berries are good. Yeah, berries are another one that are really good. Okay, blueberries and, and strawberries yeah. and blackberries are raspberries, my favourites right. anyway. Uh, and lots of protein, yes? Chicken and meat and, and, and lots, lots of, of veg. veg. Exactly. Well, you know, I'm going to be interested to see if your sugar craving, because sugar cravings are difficult to get past, but after a few days, hopefully they'll subside. Yeah, I've had them before and I, I gave up before and, I had headaches for about four or five days. Right. Like severe headaches. And what yeah. the, the second time I did it, it was like... Yeah, it's and it's interesting, actually, because I think Eve will agree that when people start drinking coffee, they always think they're going to get a headache. Sugar is worse. Like, the withdrawal from sugar is quite intense. Yeah, especially for someone like me that just... Whatever I eat, I have to have something sweet directly after. Yes. So, okay, so in that case, then, blueberries are quite a good thing to have. Coconut yeah. is good as well, isn't it? Because it's natural... Coconut's very okay. naturally sweet and high in fat, so it keep you like satiated. It feels more desserty. Yeah. Okay. How do you feel about it, Tony? Like doing the challenge? Um, <laughs> I kind of wish I never said that I'd come on the podcast. <laughs> but oh, uh, we love you. You know what? I, it's good for me right now because I, my workload is about to go through the roof. Yeah. And when I do too much sugar, I crash and I'm really grumpy and I always feel bloated. And I've got quite a lot of media stuff coming up, which I kind of don't want to be sitting there feeling like a roast potato or a baked potato for that reason. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm up for the challenge. And how much sugar would you say is in your diet at the moment? Are you having a lot of it? Today, I was a, a day I had to go and clip my dog's ashes. Mm. So I kind of was in a bit of a, a spun out space this morning. And then I kind of thought, right. I'm going to have a can of Coke and a bounty. Yeah. I actually felt vile. Mm. Like, it doesn't make me feel good. No. It has the opposite effect now. I feel so much better when I drink a bottle of water yeah. than I do the afterwards from drinking a can of any soft drink. Because I automatically feel bloated straight away anyway. And then I think, oh, why did you just drink that? Yeah. Why did you just eat that? 
I mean, it is that kind of, you get the high, but then there's that massive crash effect afterwards, emotionally and physically, isn't it? Yeah. But like, I think what it is, is that, I mean, it's a load of things that come wrapped up in why we crave sugar. And as kids, we're taught, you know, if you're good, you get a treat and you eat sugar and it becomes 100%. really ingrained in our psyche is this is going to make me feel good, isn't it? So it's not necessarily just willpower. And there's a load of other things that can contribute to our food cravings. You know, it can be lack of sleep. It can be increased amounts of stress. It can be how our gut's functioning. So it's loads of things. But yeah, sometimes it does take a kind of thing like a challenge like this to kind of almost re- reset that, doesn't it, in a way? Yeah, and I love that word reset anyway, because I just think, right, today's going to be the day that I change this. Yeah, because you're actually, I do know your your willpower is there. when. Oh, when I go for it, I go for it. It's all or nothing with me. <laughs> 100%. I'm on. Perfect. You got me. Okay, great. Two weeks and we'll hear how you get on. Okay. So leave your diary entries. I can't wait to hear those. Yeah, there'll probably be a lot of swearing. Oh, good. I would expect nothing less. <laughs> okay, day one. Uh, not too bad, actually. No headaches or anything. Had no sugar at all. I had dinner tonight and then obviously normally after dinner... I would have ice cream or some kind of dessert. So I craved that a little bit, to tell you the truth. But after that, I came home and had some salted popcorn, which probably isn't the best substitute, but it's better than something that's loaded with sugar. And then had some fruit. Day one done. No fizzy drinks, no chocolate, no cakes, nothing. Uh, Very pleased with myself on every level there. Okay, so day four, no sugar. Uh, I've been a bit of a wanker for the last two days. Really moody, really snappy, shouting at people. Have I been good, babe? Oh, God, the abuse. <laughs> no, I'm not being abusive to you. But no, I'm very short-tempered. Uh, almost gave in yesterday afternoon and had an ice cream, but stopped myself because it was, it was really hot and I was on my bike. Today's been a good day. Had fruit at lunchtime, some strawberries and blueberries, which took the edge straight off of it. Uh, loving high protein diet completely. Yeah, other than that, I'm all right, really. The headaches have gone already, but that's kind of pretty soon for me because they normally last about six or seven days. But on the whole, I am grumpy, but happy. So I'm just on my way home in a taxi from work, and what a long day. Did two parties today and did them both without Coca Cola. No sugar whatsoever. I found it real, real struggle. Like, really bad today on day six. The worst it's been, just the fatigue and the headache. I, I kind of thought I was over the headaches, but they got back again. Oh, God. I was, I was just snapping people's heads off all day, literally. Got into two arguments that I didn't need to be involved in. Uh, and it's all due to the lack of sugar. Really, seriously, yeah, not a good day today. But... Tomorrow's going to be better. <laughs> My favourite bit was poor Stavi going, but you were being terrified. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to be the cause of a relationship breakdown here, frankly. Yeah. The words snappy, grumpy, wanker and headache. <laughs> On paper, it was great. It was, it was easy. It was piece of piss, but... In reality, living with me when I don't have anything to 
any crutches because that is my only vice. Mm. So to take that away, mm. to go slightly cold turkey yeah. for three or four days, I was a nightmare to be around. Absolute nightmare. Yeah. And I had to keep apologising, saying, I'm really sorry. You know, I've given up sugar. That was a good one to get out of every argument. <laughs> but yeah, no, I wasn't very nice to be around. And how are you feeling physically? Oh, I'm so much better. Yeah. It's only been two weeks, but you know, there's kind of like a newfound confidence within the fact that I don't feel bloated. Mm -hmm. So therefore, I don't feel fat. Yeah. I'm not sugar crashing, peaking and troughing. Great. I'm not falling asleep in front of the television at seven o'clock. That's good. And work was the biggest one. Because my job is about reading energy and riding the energy from the crowd back to me. And it's they're all drunk or they're all doing what they're doing. I kind of used to use Coca-Cola to take me to a different level with mm -hmm. it. So drinking water was a bit of a nightmare the first time. Drinking water for 12 hours. Yeah. And also, you know, I'm 56. If I drink that much water, I need to piss. I need to, <laughs> I'm, I, I'm like a racehorse. I'm off, man. The decks. It was really funny, you know. Because the second week, I went to Miami and was still drinking just literally water. I was going to a job and I was in the back of the car and we were stuck in traffic because the police had closed the road <laughs> and I needed to pee. <laughs> Packed some police all the way along the road, right? And I said to my boyfriend, drink that bottle of water now. And he was like, what? I said, drink oh, the water. <laughs> drink the bloody didn't. water. And he was like, I don't want to drink water. <laughs> Drink the bloody water. And I was like sitting there like suited and booted. And I thought, so I just had to make him drink the water. And I had to pee in the water bottle in the back of the car. <laughs> right. Then when we pull up to that. go into the house, I couldn't leave the piss in the driver's car. So I got out and I carried the bottle in my hand like it was a bottle of water. Like apple juice. And I walked into the <laughs> wedding with a bottle of piss in my hands. Oh, and then put it on the table. Oh, you're classy. It's the only way I had to do it. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, okay, so talking about it, as soon as you had it in a bottle, was it a nice clear colour? It was very, very clear. There you go. You see a nice light... <laughs> Yes, it was a night. Nicely hydrated. Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. But it is interesting that, that you need to go to loo much more when you drink water because probably with Coca-Cola you might be drinking the same, but actually because it's so much sugar, it's actually it holds on to water in the body because it's full of glucose. Yeah, it literally goes straight through me, which is a good thing because it's flushing me out as well. Yeah. So that's making me feel better in, within itself as well. So you use the water to substitute the Coca-Cola. Yes. Then what other subs did you use? That's it. Okay, so for things like, because you mentioned ice cream quite a bit in the voice notes, didn't you, Tony? So, oh, I, I, you know what? I have a real thing for ice cream. Me too. Me three, actually. Like, and I, I think I had it twice during that week. I gave in. I was like, and I was like, and I was very conscious about just getting gelato and not having sorbet. <laughs> not that it makes much difference, but I was like, yeah, no, that's that's just pure sugar and water. <laughs> Let me at least get something with cream in it. That's interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. But um, yeah. I mean, that happened twice okay. during that two weeks, which That's is pretty, pretty good, good going. going. The rest of the time, I had no chocolate. Okay. And what else did you eat? Like, So when we said to, for you to eat loads of good protein, loads yeah. of veg, and a little bit of carbohydrate, how did that go? It went really well. I had lots of sweet potato, lots and lots of like chicken, uh, but brown chicken. I wasn't doing the breast because I struggle with chicken breast after yeah. a while. It's just so dry. Yeah. So I was doing a lot of chicken thighs. I love a chicken thigh. I use chicken thighs all the time. They taste so much better as well. That's, all, that's where all the goodness, I feel, is in that dark meat anyway. A couple of days where I did red meat, Loads of fish, 
Now, I'd given up on fish since keto, mm. and I forgot how much I loved fish. Yeah. So overall, so you've given up sugar, but your diet sounds like actually it's been also more balanced. A hundred percent. So as long as I can maintain this, I'll start feeling good again about myself. Because, you know, my biggest problem with me is my sugar pouch, and it drives me insane as yeah. my stomach. Because that is actually a really big thing, isn't it? If we don't feel good about ourselves, it's like that crazy roommate in your head giving you bad chat. If I feel good about myself, I make sure everyone else feels good about themselves. Y- yeah. And vice versa. Do you feel like you are feeling more positive? Yeah, like totally That's 100%, so good. yeah i mean what i've got from this as well it's like actually the giving up sugar is almost like slightly irrelevant because what you've done is actually replace it with a whole load of like nutrition so mm. i mean the thing is is that you know we can consume a lot of calories in um nutrient or, or largely nutrient devoid foods but actually be ironically undernourished yeah, yeah. You know what i mean by that and it yeah. sounds as though Actually, apart from anything else, that's what's happened. Because, you know, I think it's clear to say that sugar is not bad. I mean, we don't want to put moral values on foods because no. actually if we do that, it makes us want them more because it invokes that inner rebel. And that's why people keep gravitating towards the sugar. So it's not about it being bad, but it's just about in like how much of it we're ingesting in our diet. Moderation, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, you know, my boyfriend just lives on salad and it drives me insane. And I'm kind of like some nights... <laughs> I'd be like, uh, do, you, do you not want Chinese? And he's like, no, I'm going to get salad and all that. <laughs> so how are your cravings now? Because do you feel like you're, it's a slightly more sustainable way you're eating so you might not rebound back into the sugar addiction? You know, normally it would be kind of around lunchtime. I'd think, oh, I really need some sugar. I really mm. want, you know, I'd be walking down the road and I would like normally just come on me and i think, oh could really do with this and i'll just go in the shop and yeah. get something and they've gone oh great i'm not having those lunchtime cravings nighttime in front of the telly i'm all right if i'm on my own if i'm with other people and one of them's doing something i kind of will like oh that's yeah. a good enough reason like if i'm out for dinner i'll be the one that instigates dessert and then think oh no you know what i'm not doing dessert at the moment yeah let's leave that but then I've already made everyone else want it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So you're dangling the carrot, well, the cake in this yeah. instance. But also I do think like the 80-20% rule, because you don't want to get to a point where it's really like all or nothing. You want to be able to keep it set. It's balanced. Yeah. So you're not swinging backwards and forwards because it gets boring after a while, doesn't it? I mean, I think it's okay to have a, a cheat day, is yeah. it not? Every Definitely. now and then. You're better off having something that you really love once in a while yeah whatever that is and and then and treating it like the treat it is really i'll tell you the thing that drives me nuts is fizzy drinks and once in a while fine but i see so many people who and they are really addictive so i would try and steer clear of those mostly the diet ones though at one point about three four months ago i was drinking about nine cans a day yeah and i said to my boyfriend i was like what are we doing yeah like, literally, the bin was full of cans. No. So those are the things I definitely steer clear from. And okay, no more fizzy drink. Every now and then, fine. but Or kombucha, if you really want a fizzy drink, or fizzy water. Yeah. You know, if you want a bit of fizziness. I don't mind kombucha. I, I, you know, I quite, I quite like kombucha. Yeah. I've got a shed full of it that I've been sent, so, like, go. different brands. Well, get it out. <laughs> it's good for your gut, Tony. <laughs> well, actually, we've had a few emails on this subject, Tony. So we wanted to kind of read these to you and get your thoughts on them. So there's a lady, Karen, she said sugar is her absolute downfall. She's cut out, well, she says bad fats from her diet and doesn't drink alcohol, but she can't seem to kick the sugar habit. She's tried hypnotherapy, which was great for a few months, but she's back on it again. What do you think? 
It's a tough one because I've, I've been through it so many times. I would just say replace everything in your fridge with blueberries and berries and stuff like that and just literally have a handful of them. They're nice if you put them in the freezer, actually, as well. Then they taste even sweeter. Frozen grapes. I was, I was eating frozen grapes. Oh, my God. The best thing ever. I'd forgotten about them, actually, when you said that, because my kids used to do that all the time. I've forgotten. They're really great, frozen grapes. Yeah. I would say with Karen's email as well, I mean, she, she talks a lot about cutting things out, but she doesn't say what she's added in positively. And I think this is the thing. We always look at, like, what, what can I cut out? What can I cut out? And actually, you know, maybe there's an emotional trigger for her that she hasn't even realised in all of this stuff because that's, we talked a lot about that as well. And sugar is one that's really, is so interwoven with emotions. 100%. What you said, Eve, was the fact that she doesn't drink alcohol. So therefore, sugar is her treat. Yeah. Sugar is her buzz. And that's going to be even more harder because what she got left if she hasn't got alcohol, a, a lot of people... You know, when they're out, it's sunny and they think, oh, I really do have a drink. Yeah. I've had a really bad day. I need a drink. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's the same with us with sugar. And if she's, like, stopped drinking, like, fizzy drinks, for instance, maybe she's changed her diet drinks, which will make her crave sugar even more. Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. So she needs to get blueberries in there, kombucha in there. sparkling water. Yeah. We gave you two weeks. The reason it's for two weeks is because your taste buds change every two weeks. But you also do have withdrawal, your headache. Um, you thought you got away from it, but it came back, didn't it? So yeah. And it's quite intense, right? Yeah, at one point I did actually do a COVID test. <laughs> <laughs> Being the melodramatic person that I am. It must be COVID. So when it came back, I thought, oh, no, no, I passed that now. I passed the headache stage. <laughs> being a doctor as well (laughs) and I literally self-diagnosing I thought you know what you've got COVID just do a COVID test because you shouldn't have a headache it's gone past it but you know it did come back and it was much more severe than the first time that it went yeah Uh, but it didn't last long so how many days did you feel the withdrawal I had a headache for about three days in all right okay the headaches kind of went by about by the Friday. Yeah. Okay. So the second week, you didn't feel any effects of withdrawal. Oh, it was great. And then it takes about two months for a new behaviour to be ingrained, really. So it's this part now. So it'll be interesting to see how you get on, Tony, in the next month or so. Yeah. As I say, with anything that I always put my mind to, it's always good for a couple of months. <laughs> and then it kind of like, I get like, okay. Well, I've done that and I've cracked that. Let me do this. And then before I know it, I'm back to square one again. And I think, oh, how did I get back here again? <laughs> well, maybe the fact that you had ice cream a couple of times. I mean, that is a normal way to eat. It's like you have a little bit. So if you can sustain that, then bloody great. That's exactly what I was looking, the way I was looking. I was thinking, okay, I'm not eating ice cream all day. And I've had no other sugar today. One scoop of ice cream is not going to kill me. Yeah, exactly. I think it's more not just necessarily about giving up, but just reframing a healthier relationship with it, isn't it? Which means it becomes part of your diet, so it doesn't become contraband. Well, I've got a book called I Don't Take Requests. And, you know, I didn't eat greens until about probably uh, any form of vegetable to like late 20s because I was told to eat my vegetables when I was a child. Yeah. And I didn't want to eat them. And, you know, and it's like, you tell me, she's like, I'm not going to do it. No. I'm one of these people that have to learn it for myself. And it usually gets really painful before I change. 
although you did do the challenge, so you know, totally that's amazing. did the challenge, and it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Honestly, Tony, thank you so much. It's been oh, you're welcome. an absolute pleasure. Yeah, thank you. The book's amazing, by the way. Congratulations. Thank you very much. What a life. It is a really amazing book, actually. And we'll put a link to it in the show notes so if people want to go buy it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Tony. Loads of love. So, Rose, that was an awesome podcast episode with Fat Tony. What a brilliant guy. Thanks so much for inviting him on the podcast. I'm sure people are going to get so much out of that. Yeah, I mean, he's a great guy who has a lot of warmth and, you know, and shared his experience so in such a nice way. And I think people will really resonate with that. Um, and we'd love to hear from any of you guys. If you're trying out a new way of living or eating or being, please get in touch with us. Yeah, so if there's a new fad that we have to know about that you guys are maybe trialling already or obsessing over, please email us at info at thewellnessbreakdown.co.uk. Eve takes the challenge in the next episode, and I'm sorry, Eve, but I'm not sure you're going to like this one. It's another one you're really... That is not up your street at all. Oh, God, not another one. You've just put me on that keto made me like slightly sound like a croissant obsessive but okay i can do it bring it on rose so make sure you tune in to the next episode of the wellness breakdown and thank you so much for listening and remember if you've enjoyed this podcast please share it or just tell your mates and if you haven't done so already please click the subscribe button see you next time bye